Welcome once again, everyone, to Ask. You're not gonna wanna miss this one as we talk from a Christian perspective about the slap heard around the world, as well as our stance on pre-trib rapture after last week's sermon. It's a big one, so stay tuned. All right, I'm Pastor Jamie, we're Cornerstone Church. Appreciate you watching. This is, remember, only good, and I think it's good, and a lot of people watch because you ask questions. So uh, we need your questions for sure. I'm getting low on them again, so send them our way. Go to cornerstonebv.org, the media page drop down, you can hit the ask button, and then boom, you just put in your question and you don't have to leave your name. You can if you want, but most people don't, so feel free. Remember, Bible questions, yes, but even life questions, is, is uh, we got one today, or just perspective on, on current events, things like that. Um, we, we, we want all of your questions. If you have them, other people do too. By the way, uh, if I'm wearing the same thing this week, I'm at the point in this spring where I just don't even want to wear my winter wardrobe anymore, so as long as it's clean, I throw it back on. And, you know, even if it's not really that clean. So, I apologize. All right, so uh, someone had uh, wrote in, what is your opinion about the Will Smith-Chris Rock situation? And I'm assuming you've seen this by now. Uh, if not, welcome from, all, from under your rock, wherever you spend your time in, right? You didn't have to be watching the Oscars. Who does? I certainly wasn't. But if you woke up the next day and have any kind of social media or interact with anyone, someone asked you about it. Um, and I even had a few people kind of ask me as a pastor, you know, just, what do you think? And, and it really, because when I first saw it, I was like, well, that's really odd and weird and awkward. And I just sort of laughed it off. And then I realized there was lots of it. I don't want to use the word triggered because I think that's overused, but it's a good word. It sort of triggered lots of different emotions and feelings from people. And it just caused me to realize, man, when you're in front of millions of people or even a number of people, you have to be careful, right? Because you really, people are all coming from all different places of brokenness and, and experiences in their life. And when they see things or see things experienced like that, it can elicit, just really bring out reactions. And, and, and so I, I guess I would say the first thing is, I mean, the whole thing just seemed like a big old mess. Um, just really the, 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 the whole thing, I, I, it just seems to me it's a, a reflection. Whenever you have Hollywood or famous people and, or, or award shows like that or things that are on the public stage, you start to see it reflect um, how society is in general, right? And, and I think we've had this slippery slope effect where the more we've taken um, God and his word and, and sort of standards of living, even for those maybe who didn't, weren't Christians but they just thought there should be a standard of truth and living, the more we have whittled those away and even thrown them away, you start to see it. Now, you start to see how people treat each other, whether it's online or even in person. And, and it's, it's becoming reflected. I mean, listen, have actors and, and movie stars had beefs before? Of course, right? They're human, and that's always been the case. Have they argued? Have they gone back and forth? Have they even gotten in fistfights? Yes, yes, and yes. But to see it, and, and no one seemed to do anything about it on that kind of a public stage, and I think it's okay to, to to go up on stage and have an altercation. No one got in between and then they didn't do anything about it. I think it just seems, and in all of the reactions, it tells me that, that man, anything is going these days and, and decorum and, and, and sort of doing things in the right way have almost become completely lost on us. And as a Christian, we should just recognize that, that that's, that's just a world we're gonna have to live in and, and be able to navigate with truth. It's just, it, it's a mess. I, I would say too, um, remember, Everyone has places of brokenness, and lots of people, especially don't know Christ, are really broken. Um, 
We tend to think movie stars or athletes or musicians or famous people in general, they're living a fairy tale life and aspects of it are lots of money, lots of fame. They cushion themselves. Everyone says you're awesome, right? That, that all has an effect on people. They still have tons of emptiness, tons of brokenness. And sometimes when you're famous, the more money you have, the worse it gets because you don't have the world to sort of knock you down and teach you to be humble. And, and that can almost be worse. And I think we, we see that playing out in this. Um, Getting to the real situation, you know, one of the questions asked to me, was Chris Rock wrong, right? He's a comedian up there, right? It's not like he came charging out of nowhere and started insulting Will Smith's wife. Um, he's paid to be Chris Rock, right? So it's kind of two questions. As a Christian, are we okay with even comedians who are insulting people, appearances, baldness, you know, being heavy? You know, that, that's probably a question that, that we all have to kind of navigate. Uh, I don't think we should be participating in that, um, hurting others' feelings. Um, but we have to recognize that the, the world has aspects of that. And comedians are paid to do that. And, and that's kind of where I fall on it. I mean, Chris Rock could have been far more... Um, far more severe in things he could have said to uh, uh, Will Smith and his wife. Um, but he, he said something that was, you know, uh, uh, definitely insulting. But I wonder if he insulted a bald man, would that have been okay? Like, I just think we get really confused. Um, and, and, and I think we also have to look at it. Um, where was security? Because I've seen some clips of comedians who they're paid to get up there and tell jokes. And jokes are not always going to be, you know, just ho-ha, you know, leave it to beaver funny. And so if you go somewhere where there's a comedian speaking, I think you just need to recognize what you're getting yourself into and you need to have a little bit thicker skin uh, because that's what they do. So if you don't want to see a comedian, so these comedians are worried, right? You already are dealing with, I'm not talking about Chris Rock, of course, but kind of like smaller level comedians that play at little play pubs and bars and, and restaurants and stuff like that. like. You're already dealing with people who heckle you, they're drinking alcohol. Like now are people gonna come running up and say, well, Will Smith can smack you one, why can't I? And, and I think that's pretty dangerous, but you know, I, I, that's just my opinion. Lastly, um, what would you do? What, is, what should Will Smith have done? Even if you're you know, offended and hurt, you gotta find a better way to approach that, right? Like you, you just can't be assaulting someone or running up and engaging them in front of all those people. It's just, uh, that's not good. I, I think even if he had shouted something from his seat, I might say, eh, but okay, it's his wife, right? Like you kind of make your point. Like I don't want you saying that, right? Um, maybe not the F-bombers like we saw. Like we saw, but you know, maybe maybe that or afterwards probably would have been better. Publicly make a statement. Look, I know Chris Rock's a comedian. I just think he he could have handled it without insulting my wife. I really, you know, I don't know what's going on with he and his wife. So obviously there's a lot of stuff there. Um, but I just think that's not the way to ever handle conflict. Thought it was really interesting. Um, this past Sunday we did a whole youth group lesson on conflict, words, how we react, what we do, and man, I'll bring it back up this next Sunday because. They did everything we told them not to do, right? So what a, what a, right on the public stage. Um, so I know that that brings out lots of emotions. Please just remember, man, these, these guys, as much as they're famous, incredibly talented at what they do, they're human beings and, and they have a lot of, of, of emptiness and brokenness, just like we're all dealing with. And so as much as we can be kind and gentle and forgiving to both of them, uh, whatever, wherever you fall on it, that's I think how a Christian should, should approach it. 
Um, I'm only going to deal with one more because I know these are long, uh, typically, than what we typically deal with. Uh, last uh, week's sermon was on, if you, you, you caught it, hopefully you did. If not, go on our website and catch it. Um, preached on Mark chapter 13, and it's really Jesus talking about uh, a, a kind of a lot of the end times, but really talking about being ready. It's what we boiled down to uh, as Christians, recognizing we're going to go through tribulations and, and all of that. So it elicited a question. After last week's sermon, is Cornerstone Church uh, uh, still a pre-trib rapture church? And, and what they're referring to is typically in our statement of faith, up till this last year, a year ago, April, um, we had a clear statement of faith. It's kind of a classic position of pre-tribulation rapture. Um, and, and so first of all, and I'll, I'll get into a little bit what that means. I answered a question on this not that long ago, so you can always go back to that too. But, but it, as a church, our elders really studied it and looked at it. We didn't say that we don't think that's uh, the case any longer, but we have revisited that and our statement of faith is a little bit of a scaled back version of that. We basically say, we believe there will be a rapture, meaning Christ will return, he will gather his elect, he will gather his people after a great tribulation and he will set up his kingdom. That's what we know true for sure biblically and, and we're leaving room for disagreement. And, and so what, what I mean by that is there are some things we, those are the things we can all agree on. The, the, the big question of, of end times or eschatology, it typically gets asked is when is that rapture going to be? And are there two of them? So uh, that depends on your viewpoint about the tribulation. So there's the pre-trib classic position that we used to have, that a lot of churches have. Um, and, and, and that's basically just saying, hey, there's going to be this great tribulation of seven years, but all believers at the time when that begins are going to be raptured. They're going to meet the Lord in the air. Um, they're going to be rescued from that situation. So still people will come to Christ during the seven years, but all of those who were Christians before that will be uh, will be taken away. And so you have the Left Behind series, and it really comes from a theological position called dispensationalism, which I don't have time for. You can Google that and read, what is dispensationalism? Where did it come from? That's kind of from there. Um, there's another uh, less popular these days, but it's called mid-trip. So this would say that believers are there for three and a half years until, because the Antichrist is going to kind of gather people and look great, and then, then all of a sudden he's going to turn, and there's going to be the abomination that causes desolation, and you know, the mark of the beast and all of that. And, and at, at that point, that that's when Christ is going to rapture people out. Less people adhere to that view, but that's still a, a classic view. And then there's the post-trib. So that would say there's really one rapture and there's a seven years of tribulation. And then the Lord comes back and kind of all at once he raptures his church. He, he judges the lost, those who are in wickedness and sinfulness. And then he sets up his kingdom. So that's the post Trip. So what we're saying as a church is that we see, biblically speaking, room for discussion in that, okay? And, and the main point is there will be tribulations like those birth pangs that will kind of get, increase in intensity uh, and frequency. And so whatever era you live in, in the church age as a Christian, there will be persecution, there will be tribulation. Are you ready to deal with that? And is your life ready for Christ to come back? Now, if you live through the Great Tribulation, which would be a post-trib or not, pre-trib, right, or half of it, mid-trib, right, there's room for discussion there. And so I would last thing, please, 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 did I say please? I said please, okay. Please do not take this part of eschatology or end times as a first-tier doctrine. I see too many Christians who do that. What do I mean by that? 
you might put what you believe about the tribulation and the rapture and the events surrounding that on par with, say, the atonement of Christ or the inerrancy of Scripture, the Bible being without error. Right, there are first-year doctrines where if you're in a church and they start to say, ah, we think there's other ways to be saved than just the blood of Christ. You gotta get out of there. Like, that's a first-year heresy. That's not, you just can't do that. Or we think the Bible's a guide and not really God's word. No, horrible, we can't have that. But if you're in a church where they're like, ah, we, we, we think there's room for discussion or, hey, we actually believe that it's post-trib because um, you look at this scripture and then you say, yeah, but what about this scripture? And, and the idea is, there's just, it's just not, clear enough to take a full-on stance on it. And so it's okay to say, hey, one of them might happen, let's talk about it, let's discuss it, but we're not gonna, uh, you know, there's gonna be both in heaven, okay? And so if you're part of a church where everything else is rock solid, but you don't exactly agree with their eschatology, I think it's okay. Certainly in this area, don't treat it as the be oh, I gotta leave the church because they're not pre-trib. To me, it's utterly ridiculous. It really is. And please, I'm happy to sit down with anyone who, who would think otherwise because I, I, I just think that that is Satan looking to divide in places we shouldn't be divided. Okay? All right. Great questions. We'll see you next week. Don't forget your questions uh, to submit on our cornerstonebv.org website. And uh, we'll see you this weekend, either Saturday at 5 or Sunday at 9 or 11. If you can join us, we'd love to have you. All right. Later.